doing, Doc? I need fuel. <laughs> Give me fuel, take a fly, ship me trains and out of Zion. <laughs> Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome back to Fantasy Fuel. Yes, Tom is back with us this yeah. week after a week off, kind of, sort of, <laughs> however you want to look at it. Um, apparently, Tom is going to be very transparent this week. Uh, if you're yes, not so listening or watching on Twitch, uh, <laughs> his uh, nice little Jets hoodie there kind of melds a little bit with our green screens that we've got, so... Um, yeah. It's all right. It's we'll, all right. We'll have to make do. Uh, I'll be we'll, transparent in everything I say, too. How's that, that sound? That's perfect. That's, uh, <laughs> that's how we like it here. Transparent and constant, I think. I don't know. I'm making stuff up as we go. <laughs> uh, well, let's get right into it. We just want to uh, go right into the upcoming week's games the Thursday night game, holy crap. Uh, if there's a Thursday night game that is going to be worth watching for offense and offense alone, it is going to be this Thursday night. Kyler Murray versus yeah. Russell Wilson. These are the top two quarterbacks in fantasy football right yeah. now. And my goodness, it's just just play everybody. There's nobody that you can't play for some reason it feels like this week. Pretty much. I mean, here's the problem. I hate to say this because Russell Wilson's amazing, but Russell Wilson didn't look great. No, he did not. not. (laughs) Um, If I had my choice, it would be Kyler Murray. I'd be playing him over Russell Wilson right now. Pretty much for the rest of the season, just because not that Russell's been bad. He's had, you know, 30 some point, 40 some point games the last few weeks. But Kyler Murray seems to be putting it all together consistently, oh. and it's it, it it seems amazing right now. The what the Arizona Cardinals are doing to win games. Obviously, last week was insane the way they won their game, and they probably shouldn't have won that game. <laughs> but Kyler Murray is putting up points like I didn't think he's going to put this kind of points. I thought he's going to be good, solid, yeah. but I didn't think he's going to do this. No, and it's insane if you're looking at the points; they're literally less than two points away. From from each other in the flag league, but how they yep. accumulated those points is way different. Russell Wilson started off like gangbusters, 43, 46, 51, and then a little dip, 29, 34, 42, 40, 33, and then a 12, where yeah. Kyler Murray has been over 30 every single week except for one, except and that was one. barely yep. under 30, and he's just been doing the exact same every single week and then just a, a little extra once in a while. Like you're going to get your 30 and then every once in a while you get an extra 10, 15 points. And like, you can't ask for more out of a quarterback this year. No, no. And I know some of Both. you had to take them high ish, but it feels like it was worth it. Oh yeah, absolutely. At this point it is worth it. And I'm not going to say he's the fantasy MVP right now, but yeah. he is so consistent that it, that it means something. And Russell's been very consistent, too, except for this last week. Yeah. That's the only blemish on his uh, schedule right now, where the next guy down, even Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, they've had inconsistent games where, right. you know, Josh Allen, obviously, 
you got late, so it doesn't matter. So you're yes. happy with what you got. But Patrick Mahomes has given you a lower, below 20 point game twice. And then he had a, or not below 20, below 30 point game twice. And then he had a low, below 20 point game in week seven as well. So yep. right now, Kyler Murray has been so consistent that it's just, it's so valuable in fantasy football. Yep. Um, as far as the rest of the guys on these two teams, there is some limited practices that uh, got in. Uh, Kenyon Drake was limited on Tuesday. Uh, Tyler Lockett is questionable for this week, so you will have yeah. to do a little bit of um, uh, active, inactive watching before the game. Uh, Andy Isabella, he only had a target last week. Larry Fitzgerald only caught a couple balls last week. I, they had to dig it out, but they did it. Maybe they've got a little rejuvenation in them this week against a team that they're going to have to score some points against because – I'm hoping that it was just one little blip for Russell Wilson and he's good to go for the rest of the time for fantasy playoffs for me because I still need him to do really well for like two more games and then I'll be okay and I will still have no idea how the hell I got this team to the playoffs in fantasy football. Uh, you're doing better than my team, which I thought was not going to happen at all. I mean, I just think I got really unlucky. I'd score like the same amount of points every week, but that – wasn't always enough. Nope. So I was a very consistent team doing very well. And then it just like, I kept losing games by like five points and it just got really frustrating. So I sold all my players yes, except for the ones that nobody really wants, even though they're <laughs> actually halfway decent players. They just, the, 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 the salary in this type of league was too much for people to even roster at this point. But, um, are you getting questions the same as what I've seen on Facebook and, and Twitter and all this people all of a sudden start doubting that Metcalf has it <laughs> like after a five point game. It's like, well, dude, just look at the rest of the year. <laughs> I don't so, want to say I told you so to everybody out there, but I did say that if you were going to play one or the other in DFS, it should have been a Tyler Lockett game this last week, yeah. not DK Metcalf. Yeah. Not that either one of them were, you know, amazing but you know it's just it's one of those things where we've been looking at the defenses i think this next week is is still going to be a tougher matchup for dk um i don't 100 percent know uh if arizona plays a zone or a man scheme but we do know they have patrick peterson and if patrick peterson is going to be shadowing dk metcalf yeah. It might be a tougher road, even though DK Metcalf is better against man defenses. I would think after a game like last week that DK is going to be on a tear. Uh, let's let's hope that that's what's going to happen with DK Metcalf because uh, yeah. I I just uh, you you don't want to go into the fantasy playoffs and be doubting what your guy that you got late-ish, because DK Metcalf wasn't going super high. I don't want to move on to Philadelphia and Cleveland. Oh, my god! I don't understand what <sighs> the Eagles are doing. I mean, the good news You're is just... <laughs> for some fantasy owners is Zach Ertz may get back. Um, he's designated to I... return, but I don't know about this week. I think it's still going to be a couple more weeks, honestly. I don't think he's ready to come back. But the Eagles are just fulfilling everything I wanted <laughs> yes, in this year. I know. Everything. You lost, and now you still have three wins, and you're still on top of the division. You could end up 
theoretically still winning the division with four wins, correct? Is that correct? Uh, no, I don't think four wins does it anymore because I think... You, how many more games of the division do you have left? Uh, we have two more games against the division, one against Dallas, one against Washington. You can and, lose one of those games. You might be right. <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh. I want a four-win four win team win the division, have, hosting a home game. That's what I want to see. Let's I, go. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see it, but I, I, I do want to see it, but I don't want it to be my team to do it. I don't, uh, I don't and know. And if you what won the think. Super Bowl as a four win well, team, that's the what only the heck way would we do? that would be amazing. Then I would what, be like, as the NFL, what would the NFL do? They, they don't want that to happen. I don't know. Do they? Why not? Why not have that happen during the COVID season? And then be like, maybe the COVID oh, year is okay. Who cares? It was all a toss up anyway. I don't know. Anyways, um, we both, you and I, were hoping that Dallas Goddard was going to be a main focus in the last game against the Giants. Yeah. And he had four catches for 33 yards, and I just don't understand what they were trying to do. Their offense looked so stupidly stagnant, except for they were getting Jalen Rieger involved, and then they just went away from him. I was like, oh, he's getting really involved super quick, and then nothing. And Miles Sanders had a, like, six-yard-per-carry average, and it didn't feel like they used him enough. I don't I don't yeah. understand what their offense is going for right now. But Richard Rodgers is still doing okay as the second <laughs> tight end. That's, that's something to look forward to if you need help during the bye weeks because, well, no, we really don't have much for tight ends on bye. So I don't know if mm. Richard Rodgers is a good uh, pickup this week or not. Uh, as far as the Browns go, Jack Conklin is on the reserve COVID list. Yeah. There's still hope he can play if he passes uh, all the next tests and everything. Um, if he doesn't play, that will be a hit to you know guys like uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt a little bit. Although if the Eagles can't stop guys like Wayne Gallman and Alfred Morris, um, then Nick Chubb's probably going to run all over them. Even Dearness yeah. Johnson probably could have a good day because I don't know what we're doing. Um, other than I, that. I, I, I just want to address a little bit on the Eagles. Okay. I mean, I, I told you that I was pretty much done with the players on the Eagles, but yeah. what what do you do with Greg Ward at this point? Because he had five receptions for 39 yards and he had you know, on the six targets, so he's getting almost every one of his targets he's receiving. But it's not quite 10 points. But if you're sitting in a bye week and you're not feeling it, I don't know what you do. I I just can't stand the Eagles right now. Everything seems like it's up in the air. The Eagles are one of them teams that's like, if you feel like they're going to do good, <laughs> they're not. And then if you feel like they're, oh, it's going to be a struggle of a, of a yeah. game, all of a sudden something big happens with one of their players. So I, 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 it's one of those teams they just have to almost put to the side. I'm well, sorry. I know you're an Eagles fan. Hey, I, just no. can't, I can't this do it week, right now. There's not a whole lot for receivers and tight ends on by. So, I mean, fantasy-wise this week, we're not hurting. The only real good fantasy options are Buffalo with its on by this week. So you miss guys like Beasley and Stephon Diggs and, of course, Josh Allen. And if you've got to play Devin Singletary or Zach Moss somewhere, they're on by too. But then it's Chicago, New York, and San Francisco, and there's not a lot going on there. So, I mean, Sterling Shepard's been okay, and Chicago, 
Uh, can you even name one person you want on Chicago besides Allen Robinson? And even that's kind of iffy right now. I was hoping for Mooney to do something yeah. in the last couple of weeks because he actually looked good three weeks ago. And I was like, okay, I'm going to pick him up and see what happens later on. And it didn't seem like they wanted to involve him in the offense the way they did three weeks ago. So there's nothing really there for the Bears. I don't really care too much about them right now. Again, it's funny because they're a team. Are they 500 now? I believe they are. Wow, man. Craziness. I don't they such believe I'm going to have to buy a Nick Foles jersey if that's what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, uh, some way, that just uh, went by the wayside because they mm-hmm. look like a team in disarray. They really need to just start yeah. over. They shouldn't have tried as hard as they did. I mean, well, I, the problem I shouldn't is, is say they, that, they started out so well yeah. as far as record goes, so they felt like they had to try. But it's not like they won and those it, games decisively, and they're like, "Yeah, no. we've got this in the bag." You are using two quarterbacks in one game because he had one bad half, and the guy brought you back lucky. In yeah, whatever. But when you're four and one, or whatever it is they they were yeah. at that time. You can't just say, all right, well, we're not good enough to win the Super Bowl, so we might as well just tank. <laughs> like <laughs> You have to try to win these games, and it yeah. just sucks now for them because they're they're 500. I mean, at this point, you have to be the Eagles to be that bad yes. to get into the playoffs. I 100%. mean, it's, like, it's, 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 it's actually true. That's, oh. And that being facetious. I know, I know. <laughs> Unfortunately, I mean, uh, we had some new hires at work today that were uh, getting walked around and – the yep. HR guy is like, hey, there's JJ. He's the process operator over here. He's an Eagles fan. I was just like, what? Don't what? say that. <laughs> Why are you doing this to me right now? <laughs> like, yeah, I wear it proudly, but my goodness, you don't need to shove it in my face right now. Yeah, yeah right now that's uh, pretty much nothing what I want to hear right now. Yeah, that guy over there, he's a Jets fan. Dude, shut up. <laughs> just shut up. Quiet. I don't know. Quiet. Quiet. <laughs> All right, let's move to what would have been a great matchup, and now we have a watch because Jameis Winston gets to play quarterback (laughs) again. We get to see what he does with a full game, full couple of games right now, the first one being against the Atlanta Falcons because Drew Brees, man, it sounded so bad. Rib fractures and a collapsed lung. Like That doesn't sound like... He's going to be painful. back in a couple of weeks. But that's what they're giving him right now is two weeks. That's insane. The guy is a he, he's he's somebody that will not stay out long if he can go in there. He's, he's a player. He goes out there and he plays no matter what. I mean, you can't play through that the, the, the next week. <laughs> you have to be able to get some time, especially with a collapse long. I would imagine if it was just ribs, he'd be like, get me out there. Get me out there. But I don't know how you throw. How do you throw with fractured ribs? Like, you use your body to <laughs> throw the ball. I mean, that's just got to be so painful and to I'll, throw the ball with fractured ribs. I don't know if you've ever really paid attention to Drew Brees, but he adjusts his shoulder pads up in this area a lot. So I don't know if that had something to do with um, him getting his ribs fractured, if maybe he doesn't wear the right size, it's not comfortable, or yeah. if those would prevent him from being able to throw with a rib fracture if they did let him play, if it was just that. Um, this begs the question. I know this is getting a little bit off the <laughs> fantasy uh-huh. the fantasy subject, but if 
if he wins the Super Bowl this year, is he done? Oh, of course, hundred percent. Okay. There's no doubt in my sure. mind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he if I, he doesn't win the Super Bowl, do you think he's done? Depends on this injury right here, because um, it, it even says he's seeking a second opinion. Um, says he's okay. having scans sent to other medical specialists for a second opinion to determine the full scope of his chest injuries. Depending okay. on the second opinion, the team could place Breeze on injured reserve meaning he'd miss at least three games. If one three were games, to yeah. read into this news, one might determine Breeze got decidedly bad news about the recovery time for the injuries, though Sean Payton has played coy about who would start at QB for the Saints with Breeze sideline. It'll probably be Jameis. I don't see any reason why Taysom Hill would be the starting quarterback. He is just no. not a full-time quarterback. He, he's a no, great I think, gadget player. I think he'll get more snaps. Yes. I think he'll sure. get more snaps this week, but I don't think it's going to be enough to where, oh, you might be able to play him at tight end if you have that option. Uh, I know ESPN and Yahoo, I believe you have them options to play him at a tight end position. Yes. Yes. But um, in the leagues that I'm in, most of them, I don't have that option. He's a quarterback. So I wouldn't be starting him unless I was completely desperate. But I am in the flag league. I'm way out of it. I'm way out of it. But I traded a bunch of my good players. And in one of those trades, I ended up getting Jameis Winston. From me. And I was never (laughs) expecting to play the guy. But here I am. I'm going to play him. I'm starting him. I got – because there's no reason for me not to at this point because I can't play Josh Allen. He's he's my main guy. Perfect. uh, Tannehill was going to be the guy I was going to play, and I was like, uh, I don't want to play Tannehill. I don't feel like it because I think they're playing the Ravens yes. or something like that. Yep. And then I was going to say, well, I still have Joe Flacco. I was like, I could play him. I'll be fine. Oh, whatever. I'm a Jets fan. I don't care. <laughs> and then I was like, wait a second. I have Jameis Winston. I'm playing him. <laughs> the only reason I, I gave him to you is to even out the salary right. so I had enough to still bring <laughs> Zach Ertz up when I needed to. Cause, uh, I was like, man, I was like, oh, I have an option at quarterback. What if I wait? Where did Jameis Winston? Oh, oh I yeah. got rid of him. Yeah. One week after I get rid of him, he actually lands a starting gig again. I thought that was that was kind of funny. Uh, as far as the Falcons go, uh, Calvin Ridley was still practicing on limited basis on Wednesday. He missed last week's game or week nine, and uh, they had a bye week in week. 10 as of now mm-hmm. his st- status is kind of up in the air but a limited is better than nothing so i uh yeah. i don't know i'm hoping for julio to come back with a vengeance i need him in the big money league to he's been off. fine since he's come back yeah. from his injury so i i would imagine he's still good for at least his floor is 15 points if yeah. he doesn't get you 15 points that's that's really unacceptable and his Obviously, his ceiling can be whatever. I mean, it could be a, a two, three touchdown game. That could be amazing. But I'd say his realistic ceiling is probably somewhere around 30 points. Now, I so know, I'm saying between 15 to 30. Yeah. I know this is going to be a blow to a lot of fantasy owners, but the Falcons did place on the reserve COVID list Laquan Treadwell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I brought uh, that name up the other day, and I was like, man. How giant of a fantasy bust was this guy? He was going number one in some leagues yeah. when he was a rookie in those rookie drafts. Was like that—that's the worst pick ever. I think that's I, why with the number one pick anymore in the rookie drafts, you don't see wide receivers going very often. The only time I would have considered it, and it's so far been proven right, would have been DK Metcalf. 
Yeah. That was the only time I would have considered I have to get this guy. Just because he's a beast. You could see it in college. You could see it just Quit in the reminding pictures. me about J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so Jameis Winston seems to be the starting quarterback. What yeah. does that do for you in terms of wanting – Anybody in specific on the Saints for I, wide receivers? Uh, I will tell you something right now, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but okay. I am feeling that I'm going to pick somebody up in the big money league that who is available right now, and I would never have thought I was going to pick this guy up mm. and replace and replace Emmanuel Sanders with because I do not trust Jameis Winston. Now, do I think Jameis Winston could have a 400-yard game? Yes, I do. (laughs) I think that's a possibility, and there's a possibility that I could be dead wrong that Emmanuel Sanders is going to be better than what I think he's going to be this week. But after last week and after learning that it's Jameis Winston, and I just don't think they're going to plan on him throwing the ball too much because you know what he does? He throws interceptions. He does. So I don't think they want to lose the game. I think they want to hand off to Kamara as much as possible, dump off little passes to Kamara and guys that, I mean, I guess it could end up going to Sanders eventually there too, but I just don't want to trust in Sanders. So who am I picking up? Who am I picking up in the big money league? Unless somebody else does, but Kalen Balaj, oh who has goodness. been who has been a good fifteen points or better the last couple of weeks, and I don't think it's going to be much worse than that this next week as well. So it's weird to say, and I'm just going to pick him up, and it doesn't mean I'm going to make that decision, but I'm going to have him there as an option just in case. Yeah, no, I can't blame you there. If Traquan Smith wouldn't have gotten injured in the last game, the concussion, I would have wanted to pick him up because you know Jameis is going to want to sling it. And it's not like Michael Thomas is a guy like Mike Evans, and it's not like Emmanuel Sanders is like Chris Godwin, who he was having all sorts of fun with last year. It's I, I I don't like really any of the receivers because it's not Jameis Winston football. Now, maybe that's a yeah. good thing that it's not going to be Jameis Winston football as we used to know it. Maybe he's going to show us something he's learned behind Drew Brees, <laughs> but I'm not going to hold my breath. <laughs> That's not happening, man. If he's learned anything from Drew Brees, it's how to sit on the bench because he's ne- he never was going to play this year. And, but Drew Brees got hurt, so now he's got to come in. And he's on a winning team. How is he going to destroy this team? Because I can foresee that happening. I can foresee Drew Brees being out for the next three, four weeks, or whatever it might be. Right. And they lose every single one of these games because Jameis Winston is not doing – he's throwing interceptions at the wrong time. I can see that happening. Yep, it's very, very possible. Let's move on. We have to talk (laughs) about Cincinnati and Washington. Joe Mixon didn't practice Wednesday. That's not a good sign. It's very, very unlikely that he suits up this week. And so if you have anybody that you need to play and you are questionable about Mixon and you don't want to wait until the very last second, I would play whoever else you've got. I really just don't (laughs) think Mixon is going to be there. Um, As far as the rest of the Bengals go, you know, Tyler Boyd is as consistent as they go. Uh, T. Higgins has been just amazing. I know you would have been super happy yep. if the Jets would have gotten T. Higgins in the second round, but <sighs> he 
should have been a first round pick. It looks like yep. as far as what Absolutely. he's seen so far this year, Giovanni Bernard's been up and down and he got out game by Samaje P Ryan this last week. So <laughs> not good. And we're going up against the Washington football team who mm-hmm. still have a decent defensive line. Uh, Terry McLaurin has been looking great. He looks quarterback proof and Alex Smith actually looks like a decent quarterback. I know they didn't win, but I think Alex Smith is going to have a decent rest of the year. He, he's got a good you know, guy in Terry McLaurin. He's got a tight end in Logan Thomas who he can trust, it seems like, and Alex Smith does like throwing to the tight end. Uh, he also likes throwing to J.D. McKissick. Of course. He loves yeah. his receiving running backs. <laughs> So, I'm trying yeah, to McKissick's think of, been really good the last couple of weeks. Even, I mean, if you look at the whole season, yeah, I'm getting more out of him throughout this whole season than I thought I ever oh, was sure. going to. So the last couple of weeks, though, he's been 20 points, basically, on average. So I don't mind starting McKissick when Alex Smith is under quarterback. Yeah, uh, for sure. I, I love... Any running back that can catch the ball with Alex Smith, I'm trying, for whatever reason, I cannot. Oh, it was Chris Thompson uh, that mm. Alex Smith had a couple years back and before Chris Thompson had a nasty injury. He was one of those guys that you picked up super late and were super happy with. So J.D. McKissick seems to be that guy. Maybe not quite as good as Chris Thompson was that year, but he is mm-hmm. definitely a flex option at the very least, you know, for the rest of the season as long as uh, Alex Smith is under quarterback. Uh, yep. And then, of course, you have um, uh, Antonio Gibson, who has been, he seems to just be kind of plugging along and doing all right. Uh, he only had 45 okay. yards, but he had two touchdowns. But when That's he doesn't have two matters. touchdowns, <laughs> he seems to get 90 to 100 yards. So he's just a, a plug-and-play running back at this point. Um, I tell you something, though. I still rather have McKissick at this point because if you're relying on touchdowns, that's a problem. I, I, I like having the touchdown guys like Gibson is right now. He had the two touchdowns. But if I have to rely on that and I'm not getting the yardage that I need out of somebody like that, I'd rather have the guy who's getting thrown the ball to more. Yeah, I mean... I guess it all depends on what kind of league you're in as well. Yeah, that, um, of course, of course. Okay, we've got a question here. Yeah. Odd fact. I have Antonio Gibson, Giovanni Bernard, and Mixon. Do I play it safe with Gibson and Gio or risk on Hyde and Gibson? Um, that oh. is a great question. Obviously, Gibson has got to be in there. Gibson's in. I, I'm not sold on Hyde in Seattle, and Gio has had a couple of good games. I think no matter what, you're okay. You know, if for some reason a miracle happens and Mixon does play, then you've got Mixon. And if not, you just settle with Geo and hope he gets a few catches or a touchdown of some kind. But Hyde could just be nothing. Hyde could be okay. Because, I mean, week seven, he did have almost 20 points. That's true. So it's a good question. i tell you something. It's not a terrible situation that you're in. I mean, obviously, you'd rather have somebody that you can absolutely 100% trust in yeah. and you can just put them in. You don't have to worry about it. But I think either way you go there, it's going to be okay. Yeah. I mean, it could be one of those games. Uh, what I'm envisioning is a ton of passing. And if that's the case, Carlos Hyde might kind of be yeah. 
phased out of the offense. Yeah. Um, you know, they brought back Alex Collins, and uh, I'm not even sure if Chris Carson was 100% ruled out yet, but if he comes back, um, Carlos Hyde is uh, absolutely worthless. Let me see what Seattle says on their running back. Uh, unlikely to play. So that does help um, Carlos Hyde's case. So uh, It says game time decision on my site that i'm using so we'll see yeah that's what that i you have to keep close eye on these freaking game time decisions are the <laughs> yes. worst i hate them they i are. hate them so much all right let's go to detroit and carolina where we just have all sorts of bad news uh <laughs> christian mccaffrey's already been ruled out matthew mm-hmm. stafford was held out of wednesday's practice uh he had a partial tear in his hand or his throwing hand thumb but plans to play through it. I don't like the sounds of that for Marvin Jones, who didn't practice. I don't like the sounds of that for Kenny Galladay, who finally returned to practice. I don't like the sounds of that for the running game, because if he's not doing good, people are going to stack the box, and the Lions are going to stink to high heaven. As far as the Panthers go, obviously no Christian McCaffrey, so you're sticking Mike Davis in if you have to, but he has not been great the last few weeks. You just got to hope he gets more than 10 points because the last couple of weeks it has been only like 10 points, hasn't right. it? it? It's been Let me less look it up than real quick. in a couple of leagues. that Well, I only have him in the one league, and it's just barely been <coughs> in that area. And I <coughs> am not winning. I'm like 500 in that league, even though I have the fifth or sixth highest point total of 24 teams. I'm probably not going to make the playoffs. Oof. Um, Mike Davis, it has been 10 points almost exactly for the last four weeks. (laughs) So you had one, two, three, four, five good weeks with him that you were really excited about. And then the next four weeks, you're very underwhelmed after that. But normally you wouldn't expect him to do any better than that. You didn't think he was going to burst out the gates with the types of numbers that he had when Chris right. McCaffrey went out. You thought you were going to get these 9-10, 9-10 type of games, but right now that's about what you're getting, and you can probably count on getting 10 points again. <laughs> 10 points. But hopefully he gets you a touchdown or something well, to give him a little bit more over the top. This could be the perfect game if the Lions offense isn't doing well that Mike Davis could carry a team because true. Teddy Bridgewater has a minor MCL sprain and yep. who knows what that'll do for, you know, his passing game. Uh, I'm trying to find Curtis Samuel, Robbie. I mean, they were very subpar this last week. So if they can carry it on the ground, the Panthers We'll probably try and do that this week. Uh, Last I heard, we still don't know 100% sure if Teddy Bridgewater is going to play, but I think, I think if I know. Sounds almost 100% at this point, but I'm not seeing anything that they're getting ready with anybody else. I see that he's he's limited at Wednesday's practice, so that means he's on the field. I think that's all that really matters. Once you're on the field. If That's things it. go sideways, PJ Walker would get a spot start. <laughs> that would be awesome. From XFL oh back to gosh. the NFL, and we'll see what he can do. I would not hold my breath on that one. <laughs> now we can move to what many are. Uh, I don't know if they're just memeing it or making fun of it. They're calling it a trap game. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> 
I wouldn't think this is any kind of a trap game, but we all thought that the Steelers were going to wipe the floor with the Cowboys when they played a couple of weeks back, and they and I thought lost. that <laughs> I thought the I thought that the Packers were going to destroy the Jaguars. Yes, they ended up winning. But that was way too close. Way too I was close. I was like, what is happening here? How are the Jaguars winning at one point? And then all of a sudden, it's like they're just letting them stick around. The Packers yep. could not put them away. It was really strange to watch the Jaguars actually competitive. I was rooting for the Jaguars as a Jets <laughs> fan. I'm like, get two wins, right. please. Because if something <laughs> stupid happens and the Jets end up winning a game, I don't know who gets the tiebreaker. So please get two wins, but they didn't. They no. couldn't do it. The, the Packers ended up winning, but uh, it's a possibility that it's a trap game. Anything's possible in the NFL, but come on, it's the best team versus the second worst team in the league. Yep. I can't imagine they lose that game. And uh, for the first time all year, James Robinson is on the injury report. He had a limited practice, mm. but there was no question really about his Week Eleven status. But yeah. if the Steelers can shut down James Robinson. Uh, yes. I expect yes. Jake Luton to have a very bad, bad day. We're going to see <laughs> lots of Minka Fitzpatrick. It's, it's and, not Luton. It's not Luton. What, 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 yeah. It's Luton. Is, Is it? it not Luton? I thought it was Luton. I didn't. I haven't heard anybody say his name, so that's just how I pronounced it. I didn't watch. I'm pretty sure it's Luton. Luton. Jake yeah, Luton, I don't like it. I like Luton better. <laughs> I'm going with Luton. So from here on Luton. out, it's Jake Luton. I don't know. <laughs> um, but as far as the Steelers go, man, Deontay Johnson, when he is healthy, this dude is firing on all cylinders. But if you look at his fantasy stats, which I need to pop up here wide receiver-wise, um, he's – either been great or he either didn't play or got injured or uh, something in between there. Let me see. I see Chase Claypool is at number 18 in the flag league. Juju Smith-Schuster is at number 19. Where is Deontay Johnson? He's at 34, and it's been 11-29, 1 by 2, hurt, 32, 1, 14, 24, like, well, you don't know what you're going to get out of him. I mean, yeah. if he starts the day off healthy and stays healthy, he's usually amazing. But if he gets hurt at any point during a game, it's like, all right, well, you're sitting down, and I guess we'll just go to Juju and Chase Claypool. Depending on what you need, I mean, I would, I'm would i probably playing him either way. I mean, unless I got other guys that I well, can absolutely 100% trust in. But you, you have to play him because if he can get you 15 or the 24.6 <laughs> points that he just got you this last week, you're 100% happy with that, and you're probably playing him regardless. Because, I mean, I think the, the Steelers' offense right now is is something that isn't getting enough praise. And the, their defense is amazing. Right. It's amazing. But so their offense kind of goes underneath the, uh, uh, the steel curtain. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. But – they, it kind of goes under the radar a little bit. And even though they have a lot of good playmakers, I really don't like James Conner. I think he's almost garbage at this point. I, I just have don't like him, him at all. in the flag league multiple times this year, but his ridiculous <laughs> salary shied me away. Although mm. I probably would have done it if I didn't have to bring Zach Ertz back up because they cost about the same. And I don't, 
I would be getting as much points out of him as I've been getting out of guys like Jordan Wilkins and Malcolm Brown. Well, Malcolm Brown's actually been better than James Conner the last few weeks. So I don't know what's going on with James Conner. You would think a team that has a great defense would have a good running right. back to go along with it. Right. But the thing is, is he he's not been so bad to where you can't start him. Obviously you're probably still going to start him regardless of what's going on. But eight points last week, five points the week before and right. not getting over 20 points. Only three times you got over 20 points every other week. You're under 20 points. That's not good enough as a running back in the NFL when you're trying when you're trying to win fantasy football games. Not at all. So uh, I apologize to anybody out there that is going for James Conner. <laughs> have to play him the rest of the way. If you have other options, I'd love to hear what those options are uh, because it, it would take a lot for me to want to pull him out of the lineup. But at the same time, if there's something that is is just within – reach of like ooh ooh that that's a good matchup maybe i should try that this week um I, i'd be willing i mean to- it's the jaguars it's not like he can't run on the jaguars and well. the fact that they should probably <laughs> be ahead in this game but i know the pittsburgh steelers and they're not going to let up they're nope, not they sure are not uh so let's stay in the nfc north and we'll go to baltimore like you said earlier against Tennessee should be mm. a good game all around, although Tennessee has not been looking the greatest the last couple of weeks. I mean, they just got kind of smashed uh, last week, and uh, yeah. Derrick Henry I, needs to rebound for me in a big way. Yeah, I was going to say, how do you feel about Derrick Henry? Because right now, the last couple of weeks, is, is other than week, what, two, this is his worst two yeah. weeks. Yeah, I mean, it's just not good I mean, when you're expecting. Derrick Henry had 100 yards in the Colts' loss. And that's the first yeah. time ever that the Tennessee Titans lost when Derrick Henry got 100 yards. So yeah. it was a little bit of an anomaly, and he had a good average. They were just they were outmatched in pretty much every phase of that game on the Thursday Night Football. So I think Derrick Henry is still okay and it's not like Baltimore is that dominant force that they were last no, year. No, they're not. So there they're is not. a lot of chance for Derrick Henry to keep it going because Lamar Jackson has kind of gotten back to his I-don't-know-how-to-pass-the-ball-ways, and that's going to give Tennessee hopefully some room to pound it on the ground and you know grind that clock down and not let Lamar Jackson have a chance because, I mean, even Lamar Jackson did have a chance, I believe. Was it last week or the week before when they, you know, he had a terrible week against um, uh, Pittsburgh, and they mm-hmm. were still in it towards the end of that game. And, and you don't want to give him a chance because you know he can make a play. But I'm, I'm not liking Baltimore rest of season. They didn't make any moves at the trade deadline, really. Uh, they lost Nick Boyle now for the rest of the season. Not that he was a, a huge part of the offense, but tight ends in this offense are valuable for the Ravens. So that's a loss for Lamar Jackson overall. And it's not like Mark Andrews has been tearing it up. He is nowhere near that number three or four tight end that everybody was ranking him this year. Although the tight end position being as (laughs) absolute garbage, I feel like it's been the worst it's ever been this year. 
Like every single one of them, I'm flipping through. I'm looking at guys that I could trade for or guys that I could uh, pick up off the waiver wire. I'm just like, dude, I don't want him. I don't want him. I don't want him. I don't want him. Every one of them. There's only like two guys. And Andrews is one of those guys that's actually been somewhat consistent when it comes to fantasy uh, football. But I just, the tight end position has got to be one of the worst so far. It is. I mean, I, he's been. We're, we're looking. Let's see, I'm, I'm looking, looking at his numbers, Rick. He had 23 points the first week, and then a four and a six, and then a 21, 17, two, five, five, and then this last week, 13. That's awful. That's and we're talking about him being one of the better tight ends. And that's still on the good year. enough for number six overall in the flag <laughs> league. That's what is horrible about this. He is oh, 0.7 man. points behind Hayden Hurst, and it's all because of four games. Uh, the rest of the time, he has been awful. George Kittle yeah. is number seven, and he has only played in one, two, three, four, five, six games, and two mm-hmm. of those were only worth it. That's it. Even Kittle right. was only worth two games. Jimmy Graham yep. is a top ten tight end this year. What? That's bad because if you just look at what he just did this last week. Zero. That's not good. It's no. a big old goose egg. So... I don't know, man. The tight end position has been as bad as it gets. It pretty much has. has. I mean, Hayden Hurst has been great for where you were able to draft him. He's actually number five overall tight end. He's only had one bad-ish week and then two eh, weeks, and then the rest of them have been okay. Give all the credit to you (laughs) on that one because you put me into the position to where I actually wanted to have some shares of Hayden Hurst, and you convinced me to do that because after you started digging, I started digging, and I'm like, all right, I think you're you're onto something here. And so I picked him up, and he's the guy that I've been using – in the uh, the one league with the network oh, okay. who just hosted the show this last week with John Eddie Jr. on Fantasy Fuel because I wasn't here. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, I absolutely love having him on the team. He's been solid. I haven't even had to think about putting another tight end in because he's actually been consistent. It's not been amazing, but he's been consistent. And right now that is gold at the yes. tight end position. As you're getting an extra position, basically, if you have somebody who's giving you 10 points at the tight end position, he's giving you something that nobody else has. So You're getting a five-point game out of some of these guys at the <laughs> tight end position. So if you have somebody like Hayden Hurst or somebody in the top five or so, which is still not that great, <laughs> you, ha- you have something nobody else has. And uh, right now, I I don't know if you saw this. Uh, mm-hmm. I asked Joe about it uh, just the other day. I was like, did you? St-? And I forgot that I even got this player put in for him on free agency because it's not like he's been good, but I didn't think he was droppable. Uh, I got Tyler Higby as a free agent in the flag league. Uh, he gave me nine points this last week, which was better than what I was going to get out of a different player. But... I, that is where we're at. He's the number 18 overall tight end. And I was like, Ooh, yay. I get, I get another tight end at, in the flag league of 16 team yep. league. Like I, I got something gold there and I'm getting nine points and I'm happy about it. And that, right. He's averaging about nine points, but that's pretty, that's not yeah. real because he had a 27 point game, which right. really pushes that out. Yeah, against but, the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, whatever. <laughs> All right. But yeah, that's that's what's sad about the tight end position right now. When you got Tyler Higby, who has not been really anything, 
but yet he's been good enough. So it's like he's going to be in my starting heck? lineup in that league. So we'll oh yeah, yeah. Um, then we've got New England at Houston. Um, oh, man, uh, what the heck, man? <laughs> what is the Patriots? I don't know. I don't even know what's happening. You barely, you barely beat the Jets. You barely beat the Jets, mm-hmm. and then you come out and perform like that against the Ravens. I just, I throw my hands up. I don't get it. I don't. I don't. Think, it I, makes no sense. It seems like Belichick has a couple of good defensive um, performances. Like I know how I can take Lamar Jackson out of a game, or like when they played the Raiders, they took away Darren Waller and they won that game. Like for whatever reason, yeah. if they can focus on one thing, the Patriots have a shot to win this year. But if they have to go against multiple things and scheme for multiple guys, they don't seem <laughs> to do as well. And like you said, they the Jets should have beat them, and yes, they didn't. But thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, you were like, well, if I gotta have one win, at least it'd that be would be the, the only one I'd want. But I'm after it's all over, I'm happy we lost. Yeah, really am. Anyway, as far as fantasy purposes go, um, Rex Burkhead. I uh, is there anybody else <laughs> um, even on the Patriots right now that seems like they're okay to play? Because I don't. Um, I, I think Damian Harris is okay to play, but he's not yeah. getting he's not getting the uh, the touchdowns that Burkhead is right. getting. Or is it Burkhead? There's, they got like three yes. guys. I'm trying to figure the out which one's weeks, getting the touchdowns. Rex Burkhead's had like three or four touchdowns. And it's okay, that's the guy I'm thinking of. But yeah, Damian Harris, I I would play. He's getting the the attempts, getting the yards. And yeah, he's getting the yards. But if he can get a touchdown, that's a really good day. It's a really good day out of somebody that you're not really expecting to get a touchdown out of. You're not getting like any receptions. I think he's probably only have a couple receptions all year. Right. So. It, it's a tough one, man. It, it, again, it's a different situation, but the Patriots, it's hard to trust the running backs. It seems like every year, no matter who it is, how it lays out, the running backs, it's hard to trust. And Burkhead, you can trust at this point. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I just want to um, say to Network, who I'm sure will be listening at some point, thank mm-hmm. you for nothing. You cursed James White this year. It is all your fault. We discussed this before. I am so mad at Network for cursing James White because we all love James White. This guy was a fantasy darling. You were able to get him in the fifth, sixth, seventh round most of these years, and he was giving you 80 catches and, you know, a few touchdowns here and there, and he was just worth it wherever you were drafting him. And this year he has had two good games in weeks four and six, and that's it. He's not yep. even worth having in your lineup, and yet nope. I still have to play him in one league because I don't have another option, and I don't know <laughs> what to do. I, it's bad. I still have him in one league too, but I have I've I played him. What was it? Two weeks ago, and it didn't work out. No, but no. I still won. I still won, so it didn't matter. But I, I tell you, it's hard. It's hard with this entire. The way that the 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 <laughs> Patriots are, you just don't want to play either one of them. But Burkhead's been solid enough, and I think Harris is okay to play. But it's just you can't play James White anymore. You, I just you should probably just drop him unless you're in a big league to where you can't. 
But Burke has been good, 23 points last week, 17 points the week before. But if you really look at the last weeks after that, it's really not been that great. That's why I feel like Harris is a more, um, I wouldn't say solid start. It's just one of the ones that you know he's going to give you something on the ground, and that's enough. Where Burkhead, if you don't get the catches or receptions or whatever it is and the touchdowns, you might not get exactly what you want. Speaking of getting points on the ground, who's going to get points on the ground for the Texans? Uh, oh, man. David Johnson went on IR, so yeah. he's gone for three weeks. That sucks. Duke Johnson actually looked decent, but he missed Wednesday's practice with an illness. Mm-hmm. They're not so worried about his status for week 11, but there's always that thing. Um, Houston had to promote CJ Procise to the active roster Here we just go. to have somebody out there. <laughs> Um, I don't suggest picking him up unless Duke Johnson is absolutely 100% not playing. And even then, I'm not so sure. Uh, this is going to be an ugly game, I think. Uh, I just need Will <laughs> Fuller to be okay, and that's all that matters. <laughs> uh, but I, I am not looking forward to watching this game at all. Maybe uh, Deshaun Watson has a good game in the air, and he spreads it out, and Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller and... Randall Cobb all get something, but I I don't know what to expect against a Patriots team this year. They seem to ball out against good teams and squeak by mm-hmm. against bad teams and lose to really bad teams. I don't, I don't know. It, it's the Houston Texans. They're just as much of an enigma this year as the Patriots are, I think. Yeah, it's funny. I trade you Will Farler, and then he gets basically his worst game. Yeah, Other than course. the one game he got hurt, it's his worst game on the year. Mm-hmm. It's not awful. I mean, you got 10 points out of him, but it's hilarious that I traded him away, and yeah. <laughs> immediately he goes to 10 points, which That's is right. you still used him, and you won the game. That's what matters, but, and yeah. I survived with Todd Gurley being on by in that trade as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I got now Gurley now for the rest right. of the way. Now I'm okay. I control my own destiny. I am technically right now in that sixth seed. I just I don't think you going. are actually. Yes, I am because I have the Because aren't the, aren't the Giants ahead of the Eagles right now in that division? Um, Because you're the Eagles and he's the, uh, the Giants. I know you have the same record, so I don't know what the tiebreaker is there. All right, let me go but check. You, now you've got you still me. control you still control your own destiny because you right, play right, them right. this week. Okay, so technically, oh, because he has the better conference record, even though I have the better division record. Yeah, I don't know how that all. I yeah, hate it's, the way it's a strange way that this goes, league does it. Again, I control my own destiny as long as you I do. beat the Giants this week. I'm almost yep. guaranteed. To get in so yeah that'd be okay because i play against joe in the last week and he is the second best team no he is the best team in the conference so i hope it doesn't come down to having to beat the best team in the conference <laughs> to get to the playoffs. i suck. was looking I, i'll say this i was looking at his roster see if i can find it real quick oh never mind it kicked me he out of the way down christian mccaffrey Right. And that right. sucks for him and his two quarterbacks are Carson Wentz and Teddy Bridgewater, who have, you know, Teddy Bridgewater's been good, but he's a little, you know, banged up and Carson Wentz, you know, he can suck against me, I guess, and you know, the fantasy playoffs or to get to the fantasy playoffs. Uh he had David Johnson, uh Christian McCaffrey. Uh, 
And the rest of his team is looking pretty healthy. But, you know, that's a couple of, you know, big guys. He traded for David Johnson yep. and Julio yeah. Jones a couple of weeks back. And uh, that's not paying out too well for him right now. When do you when do you play him? Week uh, the last week before the playoffs. Which one is that? Which week is it? Uh, in two weeks, because this is the extra. We need an extra week for this league because we have the two so week, sixteen teams that come together. So week twelve is the last week. Week twelve. Oh, he's complete. He has nobody on by week of course, twelve. That figures. Not a single person. So yeah, I need good Christian luck with McCaffrey that. to stay hurt for an extra week, or I just need to win <laughs> this week. I think, and that should do it but we'll we'll see we're playing that wait and see game and uh as much as i thought that team was gonna suck and i wasn't gonna have to worry about even watching it now i'm like on the edge of my seat holding my breath every week (laughs) that's how i usually am in that league that's true that's true uh all right let's let's move on to the afternoon games miami at denver uh miami is looking pretty good i don't know what else to say as much as I said this is a mistake to put Tua in, it hasn't hurt. I him. think it's it's not a mistake. No, it's, I mean so far they're playing well. He looks good. Everything looks like they made the right decision here because you know at some point Fitzpatrick's going to blow up. Yeah. It just didn't seem like it was a smart decision right. at that point in the season to put Tua in. It would have felt differently if you know Fitzpatrick had a bad game and then they put Tua in. Yeah. But Fitzpatrick never had that bad game, so it kind of looks strange. But now we sit back and look at it. I mean, hey, these guys could end up taking the division even. <laughs> it's really weird to say that. But it's very the, weird to say that. The Bills just lost, and obviously in a very horrible fashion. Yeah. They probably shouldn't have lost that game. Right. But I th- and, the, and the Miami Dolphins just keep winning, so they do. They're right. And, they're right there. And who played the number two wide receiver role this last week? I know you know who this person is. He scored a touchdown because Preston Williams was sidelined. It's our old boy. You know who I'm talking about? He was the number two. He he was he played the number two role this last week because of oh, injuries. Oh, okay. I thought you meant number two overall as far as points win. No, 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 no. He just he oh, was the number two gosh. wide receiver on the team this last week because of injuries. Is it Miss? Mr. Parker. No. Jakeem Grant. Oh, I love that guy. Yeah, exactly. I've never I forget all about him this year because it really doesn't matter with him. No, it doesn't. But, yeah. but he actually had a decent week. He had four uh, caught four or five targets, forty three yards and a touchdown, and I'm sure he had some return yards, so in uh, yeah, like in the flag league, league it matters. He probably had a really good week. You're like, All right, that's the cherry on top. He got some <laughs> offensive targets. Um, <laughs> as far as the rushing goes for the Dolphins, Salvin Ahmed had 85 yards and a touchdown, and Jordan Howard has been waived. They're like, okay, yeah. we're good now. Yeah. Fine. Bye. See you. Well, I guess if you're not going to use them, there's no real point to have no, them on really. your team. So I guess it makes sense. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's crazy the way. They never use him. I'm not saying he's any good, but it was just a couple of years ago. He's getting a lot of touches. He it's was. like he still has something left in the tank, I would imagine. But I don't know. It's just I I, I don't want to trust anything at the running back position for the team. But yet here they are. They're still winning games. Here they are. Um, and then as far as the Broncos go, 
Noah Fant didn't practice oh Wednesday. Gosh. Drew Locke is going to try and play, even though he has pretty severe strain and bruising on his ribs, but avoided any fracture. So we had two quarterbacks get some rib yeah. injuries this last week, both named Drew. I don't know if it was the Cosmos <laughs> aligning or what was going, but it looks like he's going to try and play, and I don't really like that for anybody on the Broncos, not that we were really trusting a lot. There ain't team. nobody I like on the Broncos at all. I mean, Melvin Gordon is not anything good. The last couple of weeks have been garbage. Even before that, wasn't great. And then Philip Lindsay, I thought, was going to come out of the gates and be everything good. But it seems like the moment he got that con- yeah. concussion, he's been completely different. Yep. Like, what happened? He came out out of the injury, 13 points, 9 points, 16 points. All right, that's consistent. It gives me something. But then you're giving me a 3 and a 2. What – What's happening? It's just right. not it's not working out with Philip Lindsay. I thought for sure he was going to basically take over the role. And it would have been easy to do because Melvin Gordon's been awful. Yeah. So it's, it's not been good either way. The they, entire team needs work. Yes, they need work. They need to be healthy. And I think that's pretty much what they'll be going into next season as they'll mm-hmm. probably be looking at running backs in the draft because it I didn't think Melvin Gordon was a good fit. He looked okay early, but like you said, it, it's not been good the last couple of weeks. So yep. we will see. Uh, let's move on to a game that um, maybe Justin Herbert can finally win. <laughs> um, he has been so close uh, all year long, and now he gets the Jets. If so. he doesn't win this game, <laughs> uh, I, I'm i sorry. I mean, I, that's just awful. Here's what's going to happen, though. Kalen Balazs is going to go crazy. He very well. <laughs> and I said this about Le'Veon, and that didn't happen. But I think Balazs really has something going for Adam Gase. It's not It's not about the Jets. It's about Adam Gase. Yeah. Because he was awful under Adam Gase. Awful. Awful. My, both in Miami and on the Jets was not good. And now he's on a different team, using him the way, obviously, they're supposed to. And he's being Way better than what he ever was. He also before. ran 22 pass routes, the seventh most last week. Kalen Balaj, 18 rushes for 68 yards and caught five of six targets for 34 yards. Uh, 23 this touches? Is, what? Is, what? <laughs> that's why I'm picking him up in yeah. the big money league, and I might play him over Emmanuel Sanders. Mm-hmm. That's why. I, I, it, it might be a mistake. I but, don't think he's even available in mine. I'll have to look oh, that's really too bad. quick. Uh, that's too bad. <laughs> running backs, Adrian Peterson, Devontae Booker, Jeff Wilson, Chris Thompson, Carrion Johnson, Kyle Juszczyk. Yeah, pretty <laughs> sure he is gone. I never yeah. would in a million years thought I would have been like, ooh, is Kalen Balazs available? Kalen Balazs? No. He's still available? <laughs> Uh, oh my goodness! On an up note for Chargers and us as co-owners and uh, solo owners, Hunter Henry had an okay week this last week: four catches <laughs> yeah. for thirty yards and a touchdown. <laughs> I will take that out of the tight end position all day. This you know. every time I'll take that. Thank you very much. Uh, Keenan Allen got a touchdown, so that saved his day. Mike Williams mm-hmm. wasn't much of anything. I mean, it was pretty much. All Kalen Balage this last week. Um, <laughs> as far as the Jets go, uh, I just have to say this, that they activated from injured reserve Patrick on Wuasor. 
I know that's not how you say it, but I wanted to say my. <laughs> uh, I don't even remember how you're supposed to say it now. Awuso. Um, Awuso. Owasso. Owasso. That's it. Yeah. Owasso. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I believe uh, you were alluding to earlier, uh, Sam Darnold is not going to play in week 11 again. I. That's yeah, true. I'm starting to create some conspiracy theories in my head about <laughs> Sam Darnold going not playing the rest of this year. And then they'll have a reason. Oh, well, he was injured. Hey, we can't keep him on the roster anymore. And um, he'll be the next Josh Rosen. Well, <laughs> I think he's better than that. Here's here's what I think. There's, uh, there's all sorts of theories, honestly. <laughs> of I, I could come up with a thousand different reasons of why they're doing this, why they're doing that. I think Sam Darnold gives them the best chance to win, and so they just say, sit. We don't want you to play. And I think Joe Flacco is good enough to get a win. Not saying he can't win, (laughs) but he's good enough to throw the deep ball to Perryman. So I think Perryman still has some fantasy value. And I I, honestly, I'm starting him over over, uh, Emmanuel Sanders in the big money league right now. I think that's almost almost a guarantee I get a, a few catches. Right. That's probably more than I'm going to get out of Emmanuel Sanders, hopefully. Yeah. And a possible touchdown or two, two big, two big plays is really all That's I want all out need, of him. Yeah. And then, uh, Rich Semini from ESPN has reported that LaMichael P. Ryan will yeah. be the featured back over the remainder of the season to see yeah. if he can be a future RB one, which is perfect to see it's if a good he can spot. get it done. So you yep. at least know what you got. Though I don't know fantasy wise if he's going to produce much uh he's gonna have to go against some really really bad teams because they're gonna be behind and a featured back doesn't mean anything if you're down by 20 points in the first half i honestly haven't uh, disliked what i've seen out of him even though the jets are awful and our offensive line isn't great it's a lot better than it was last year i will say that um but when you have somebody calling a play that's straight up the middle 50% yeah. of the time when you run yes. the ball, I it's absolutely garbage. And I can't stand the fact that we have to judge somebody like P. Ryan in his rookie year on a terrible coaching scheme to where we can't actually judge the guy right. accurately. I mean, it's just, just, it's just awful. I can't watch the Jets without cringing anymore. So I'm just waiting for the draft and hoping, honestly, that we get uh, Trevor Lawrence and that he wants to come to the Jets because <laughs> I like Sam Darnold. I think he has talent, but does he have the talent to take a team to the Super Bowl at this point? It's, I don't know if he does. It's seeming the answer is less and less uh, obvious. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it's I, I think, and here's the conspiracy part, the rest of the conspiracy theory that I have in my head, he will get traded to the Pittsburgh Steelers and be mm. the heir apparent to Ben Roethlisberger if they have any kind of want or need to do something like that. I think that if would be he a goes, great spot for if, him. If he went to go, to the Steelers and he wasn't successful there, I would say he wasn't a good quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> but I think he, if he has guys around him in a better coaching scheme which you know the Steelers have (laughs) like they've always had a good scheme on offense and you can play put that on the offensive coordinator Mike Tomlin whoever it is it doesn't matter they've been really good on offense as far as their scheme goes especially with Roethlisberger on the center because we saw that 
without him, they weren't that great. So without him and it's Sam Darnold, I think there's a chance, but I, that's, that's a conspiracy theory to the largest extent. (laughs) We have no idea what's happening. Right. All right. We got, uh, four games left and, uh, I wasn't a hundred percent sure. You know, if you looked at this game on the schedule earlier in the year, you'd have probably thought, Oh, this is going to be a pretty easy game for the Packers. But mm. the Indianapolis Colts have been proving otherwise, even despite our hatred for Philip Rivers as a turnover. Hold on now. What? what? Go, you can't. You're going to talk about Philip Rivers. I got to <laughs> pop up Philip Rivers' stats. Not stats, but his fantasy numbers. Sure. And then I will tell you that he is the 25th overall <laughs> quarterback on the year. And that is... He's played every single game. He's still behind Dak Prescott as far as fantasy production. He's behind Gardner Minshew as far as fantasy production. He's barely ahead of Baker Mayfield, and he's been awful the last couple weeks especially. He's actually 11 points ahead of Ryan Fitzpatrick and only 30 points ahead of Nick Foles. (laughs) He has not been good. When it comes to fantasy football, they're winning games. Yes. But when it comes to fantasy football, I was not wrong on Phillip Rivers. No. I still think that there's a good chance they get to the close to the playoff spot and then they might even make the playoffs. But once they get into the playoffs, he's going to choke and something big's (laughs) going to happen. So everybody's like, ah, that's Phillip Rivers. Good job, Colts, for picking up the guy who always chokes. (laughs) So. As far as the rest of the Colts go, we obviously, we both love Niam Hines, but yes. he has been so hit and miss this year. Like, I have to stick him in the lineup this week. because oh, I'm, I, hit, I, I'm definitely sticking him in this week. I don't have a lot of options. Not that I wouldn't want him yeah. in there, but it seems like once he has a good game, he goes away for a game or two, and I don't well, want to have that you know on me. Let, let me. let me see where Niam Hines is. Uh, let's, I'm just let's, saying the last couple games, well, I guess they had a little two weeks ago wasn't great, but he's been, he's been better. It's been better than what it was like. Actually, I'm looking back. I just never started him in these games because I had yeah. guys, but now I have, I have bye weeks that I have to fill in and he's been really good the last three weeks, even uh, two weeks ago. wasn't great, but a good bye week fill in. Yeah. Um, at least good enough. And, for 31 points this last week, I'm 100% going to play him. It's the Packers. It's not like the Packers' defense is fantastic. True. And but it'll be Jonathan Taylor just, against the Packers. I, a Wisconsin running back is probably going to run all over him, and Niam Hines will get absolutely nothing. That's my J- Jonathan guess. Taylor has not been no, good he enough. he has not been very good the last few weeks. Uh, he's still okay, he had, but he's been declining. It's not okay to me, and I'll tell you why. Because uh, week eight... 22 yards rushing. He had receptions, too, which is, you know, two points. But then the week nine, 27 yards rushing. Week seven, 12 yards rushing. Or, I'm sorry, week 10, 12 yards rushing. He had seven attempts. Mm-hmm. They're not using him the and way that you would expect to. He has been a little hobbled. I think there was an ankle issue a couple weeks back, and maybe it's just still bugging him. I don't know. But overall... Besides week two and week four, he had 26 carries and 17 carries. Every other game after that, 
he has had 12 or less carries, and he's never had more than a couple of catches in a game. So it feels like they're either keeping him from getting overworked or there's a little bit of an injury there. I don't know what's going on with him, but I'm starting to trust him less and less as far as fantasy value goes. 100%. Um, I don't know what happens you know, if in Dynasty Leagues, if you got him in a Dynasty League, you're holding on to him, obviously. I think he still has value when it comes to later on in, in years to come. But I, I think Naeem Hines is guaranteeing me a good four receptions. I, I, I think that's probably why I feel better with Hines right now. And the fact that last week, Hines had 12 attempts for 70 yards. Yeah. And he obviously had a touchdown rushing, which I won't expect. But the fact that that happened, it makes me feel like he never got 12 attempts no. in the previous games. His highest attempt was nine, and that was in week four. And I can't imagine. He never has double digits yet nope. except for this game. And I think they're going to try to do that again. I mean, they, the Titans' uh, rush defense was 18th overall and the Packers is 12th. So it's not that big of a gap there to where I feel like the, the, uh, the nine Hines situation, he'll still get some rushing attempts. He's going to get some, uh, I, I'm going to say at least four receptions. And then there's always that possibility of a reception, uh, a touchdown reception. And then uh, obviously last week he got, <laughs> for some reason he got a rushing touchdown as well so we'll see what happens yeah. but i think i'd rather play him over any of the other running backs on that team now i poo-pooed network earlier i'll mm-hmm. praise him now when we did the show last week he was all about michael Pittman, and michael Pittman yes. got seven of eight targets for 101 yards he was totally right on michael Pittman. Uh, Mm -hmm. It does look like he could be a good wide receiver going forward because, man, those other receivers, T.Y. Hilton is pretty much looking washed up. Uh, Zach Pascal is just kind of a, eh, he gets a touchdown here and there, and he almost had a touchdown, but it was ruled his elbow was down at the half-yard line, Mm -hmm. so he didn't get there. And then Mm -hmm. you've got, uh, like, what? Uh, Paris Campbell, who can't stay on the field, and every single one of their tight ends seems to be banged up. So if Michael Pittman can stay healthy, he'll at least be, like, the guy for Phillip Rivers, you know, until it's time to blow the football game. (laughs) That's true. And everything you just said was 100% dead on. Um, Pittman right now is somebody who there's a good chance he's sitting on the waiver wire, but he won't be there after this week. So if you want somebody, if we need somebody to fill in against the Packers, who they're passing off offense or their, their passing defense isn't um, great, but it's not bad. They're 13th. So right around dead in the middle um, as far as passing defense goes. So I would say it's, it might not be as great as last week because the Titans pass defense was 28th. So there's a chance there that Pittman just had a great game with seven receptions and went over the century mark when it comes to yards. So I would uh, temper a little bit of expectations, but you absolutely have to put him on your team right now if you want him because he won't be there in the waiver wire at all once the next week comes. As far as the Packers go, it's pretty much status quo. Uh, you're playing uh, Aaron Jones if he's healthy, even though he wasn't Keep. great last week. Um, but he had you know, five catches, so he got yeah. double-digit points, so you're fine. 
Uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling had a great week last week, and they are now activating I, Alan Lazard, but he's going to be eased back into the lineup. That's what I want to kind of let people, when it comes to Valdez Scantling, I, I don't know what's going to happen if Lazard's on the field. Right. I feel like I don't want to trust either one of them, but if I had to trust somebody, if Lazard's on the field, it's going to be Lazard. I don't think Marquez Valdez-Scantling, that's the first time I've ever said his name correctly. I had to do it. I was thinking about it the entire time. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, if I had to play one of them, I think it would be Lazard. I don't trust an MVS right now, even though he had a couple really good games. I'd rather rather stick in something that I know Aaron Rodgers likes to do, and that's go to Lazard. Um, to just look at when Lazard was on the field, the, the first three weeks he was outstanding. I mean, so I, I I think he's the guy, but I wouldn't I wouldn't want to play either one of them this right now. Week, if you have to, it's got to be MVS just because Lazard may only get a few snaps. We don't know. I I want to wait and look and see what they say once Sunday gets here, right? Because yeah. I I just can't. And in the there, it's a three o'clock game, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, that sucks too. So if you have another option at a three o'clock game, obviously you'd want to put that in. But if if Lazard is saying he's good to go and he's feeling one hundred percent, he's ready to work it out, whatever, and they say they're going to do it, I would play Lazard over MVS. So that's just me. I mean, I understand why you'd want to do MVS, but. It could just end up being a big old goose egg if Lazard yeah. comes back. Luckily, and, I don't have to worry about that. I just have Devonte Adams in a few leagues, so you know. Yes, I'm okay if you there. got that, you're good. <laughs> you Doesn't matter good. who's on the other side. <laughs> now, let's go to the bad. Mm-hmm. Dallas and Minnesota. Minnesota mm-hmm. barely won. Kirk Cousins finally broke his schneid and won a game on Monday Night Football <laughs> for the first time in his career. And it was against the Bears who looked absolutely horrible. Ugh, oh, there was oh. nothing good about them except for Cordero Patterson returning a kickoff <laughs> for a touchdown. Which is one of the first ones we've seen in so how uh, long? No, it feels like I forever. haven't seen it. You used to see it all the time. Especially on the Bears when Devin Hesner well, was doing yeah, it. Of but course. it's like I right now it's like you barely see it, and it's so exciting to watch. I love watching it, but yet you just don't see it very often anymore. And this is bad uh, all the way around. Uh, I'm assuming Dalvin Cook will probably have another good game. Mm. He didn't have a great game against the Bears. Their defense still was good enough to win a game. They just have their offense in shambles, and they don't know what's going on. They don't know up from down. Nick Foles, I feel so bad for him. We talked about him earlier. Um, The one thing I will say about the Vikings right now is because of Irv Smith being banged up, Kyle Rudolph actually became a 10-point tight end. So there (laughs) could be a silver lining there. If you need a tight end badly for whatever reason, Kyle Rudolph actually got a few targets this week. Yes, that's true. And uh, I, I would I did say play this, him last uh, week. I'm not going to lie. 
I in the big money league, I actually don't have Josh Allen. So I'm playing Kirk Cousins and I went immediately to the waiver wire to see what else there was there. But then I started looking at what Kirk Cousins has done. It really hasn't been that bad. He had one really bad week that you cringe at when you see a negative game, a negative point one five score in the flag league. And that's about as bad as it gets. But then everything else actually isn't that bad. He had one other game that was uh, really quite not good. I mean, it's 14 points. Everything else has been in the 20s, and it's been fairly consistent with him. Okay. So if you if you get rid of the one game where he was negative 0.15 points and you put it on average, he's been averaging 25.5 points per game, which puts him over what uh, Drew Brees would be right now. Obviously, last week would be an anomaly. But that's that's at 14th overall yeah, as, on average. So okay. right now, <laughs> it's it's fine, especially since I it's not my starting quarterback every week. Right. And he's going against the Cowboys. Uh-huh. So it actually feels like this could be something of Go a Vikings. good week for Kirk Cousins. <laughs> What uh, I said, go Vikings. I don't know what yeah, else to yeah. do right now besides root for everybody. If the Cowboys <laughs> win the division, I will be beside myself. You know, but Andy it's Dalton possible. makes a bunch more money if he's a starting quarterback when they in, in, make the playoffs. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Isn't that I'm something? sorry. I don't know. I don't want the Cowboys to make the playoffs. Uh, no, not really. But that's hilarious. <laughs> It is. It very that's, well. I remember, I remember that happening, thinking, oh, yeah, well, that's not going to happen. Yeah, Dak Prescott. Blah, 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 blah. But wow. And wow. I got to say, I'm a little excited to have Andy Dalton back in the lineup only because Amari Cooper needs somebody to be able to get him. Oh, the football. my goodness. I need oh, him goodness. in the big money league to get back on track. Yes. He was on bye last week, so I, like, completely forgot about it. I was like, oh, Andy Dalton's coming back. Like, I can put him back in the lineup and feel okay. I hope. <laughs> I, I don't know 100%, but. I, you have to. You have to. This could be a, like, 10 to 9 game or something stupid, and I just, I don't even want to think about it. Cause no, I think I think the Vikings are going to score quite a few, quite a few points, okay. honestly. It's the, the Cowboys are really bad on defense, and I think they're going to throw the ball more than what, well, depends on how far ahead they are. Yeah, if they get true. ahead early, they're going to just cook it all day. It's just, it's just cook, 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 okay. constantly. Okay, we've got a game here that oh. our our friend of the show, Joe, he's been oh. texting me about uh, uh. since I got off of work. He, <laughs> he wants to make sure everybody knows that you should play anybody and everybody that is on the Kansas City Chiefs roster this week because half of the Las Vegas Raiders team is going to be out because of COVID. Yeah. And it could be an absolute slaughter. It might this this could be worse than the Jets lost to the to the Chiefs. That could happen. Not saying it's going to happen. It, it's going to happen. They're going to crush them. It's going to be like a 45 to 10 game. That's my prediction. Mark it's, it down. Let's let's write it down. Hold on. I'm going to write this down. 45 to 10. 45, 45 to 10. Okay. To 10. Okay, we got it. All right. It's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, it's Damon Arnett. It's Jonathan Abram. It's Cleveland Farrell. I mean. Oh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, 
And I haven't read 100% of this story, but I do remember talking about this months ago, it seems like now. Uh, DeAndre Baker, the defensive back from the Giants, if you remember, he was involved in an incident where he was alleged to have held up and robbed a bank at gunpoint or something of that nature. But those charges were dropped, and... There was an attorney that was arrested on extortion charges in this case. (laughs) Now, Baker was dropped by the Giants. Obviously, if that's all coming out and they're like, "Uh, we can't have a bank robber on our team. This is a little (laughs) weird. But he has been, it seems like he's been not cleared of all charges, but the charges were dropped. So it sounds like it was a made-up story to try and get him into trouble. And where does he land? On the reigning Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Like, you have got to think your career is just, even if he is completely innocent, his career could have been completely done and over with. And now he has a chance to come back on a Super Bowl winning team and revive his entire career. If he is completely innocent, I hope. He gets a chance yeah. to play and play well for the Kansas City Chiefs because it's not like the Chiefs' defense is great. They could use all the help they could get. They, yeah. And he seemed like he was going to be a decent player for the Giants. So uh, I don't know. <laughs> we'll be keeping. Here's an what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Here's what's going to happen. Not with him so much. Okay. Just, uh, but I think the Chiefs are going to score early, score often, and it's going to put. Uh, the Raiders into a position where they're going to pass, 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 and they're right. going to suck, 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 suck. <laughs> it's not going to work, 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 work. They're going to be terrible, 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 terrible. Except for Darren Waller, who will probably have 25 targets and 18 he catches. He might. He might. He might. <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe even, let me see what's going on on the offense here. Is Henry Ruggs actually healthy? Because I know two weeks ago he didn't even catch a pass. Uh, mm. The Raiders only attempted 25 passes last week. Uh, Ruggs saw just as many targets as Nelson Aguilar and Josh Jacobs, which was four. Mm-hmm. And Darren Waller led the team with five last week. So it, the Raiders are such a Jekyll and Hyde team, it seems like. I don't know what to Ruggs, think of their offense. but Ruggs had one good week. Yeah. Every other week has been very underwhelming that you wouldn't want to even start him. Yeah. Whenever I, at this point, I thought he was going to be a really fantastic electric kind of player, which we all kind of did. Yeah. But when it was the Raiders were like, well, well, what the heck is that? (laughs) (laughs) Obviously the Raiders weren't going to use him the way they should. And they haven't so far. They have not. And we are used to this from the Raiders. You know, they, they Mm -hmm. draft people like Darius Hayward Bay. And you were like, okay, he's a one-trick pony. You don't take him seventh overall or whatever it is in in the first round of a draft. So I I was hoping the best for Ruggs. He seemed like he was going to be an exciting player, but he can't be the number one on a team. He's he's just not that type of player. He could be a number one, but not like the typical number one. He could be the best player on the team. But he can't be the number one wide receiver as far right. as the typical type of person would go. I think he needs to be on a team that already has it together, and he will shine like nothing else. But he can't go to a team that doesn't have it together. And not saying the Raiders are terrible. They're yeah. not the worst team in the league. Nope. The Jets are the worst team in the league. But 
I just think that there, it wasn't a good fit. It never really was. We all kind of figured that out almost immediately after they drafted him. Mm-hmm. And now it's time for Twat. This week's Antonio Troubles. Whee! Every week, here we go. <laughs> There's one game left on the docket, and it is the L.A. Rams versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And <sighs> Mr. Big Chest himself was accused of destroying a security camera and throwing a bicycle at a security guard by his homeowners association last month. Yeah. And he apparently failed to mention this to the NFL. So guess what? We're investigating. And <laughs> who knows what's going to happen. Did he tell Tom Brady this? That's what I want to know. They're living together. He says, man, I did something, and I got to tell you about it. And then Tom Brady's holding it back. I mean, doesn't, isn't that something to, to do with? I don't know if Tom Brady has claimed to be unaware, but the Bucks <laughs> claimed to be unaware. Oh, my goodness. It is insane. And he had an okay week this last week. Like, yeah, it like six bad. balls. I mean, that's that's fine. For a guy that you picked up off of waiver wires or stashed yeah. at the end of your bench just because, and you'd think he could build on you know something like that. Uh, let me get this last week's up here really quick so I don't un. Or he had seven receptions for sixty nine yards. Sixty nine yards, and yeah. he had one attempt on the ground for negative three yards. But they're <laughs> that, getting involved that doesn't count. in all sorts of ways. I mean, seven catches for sixty nine yards. I would take that in my flex pretty much every single oh, week. Oh, yeah. So, I, and eventually you know he's going to get that touchdown, and then that's going to be an amazing week. So I mean, he it, it sucks. We don't know what's going to happen with this whole security camera incident. <laughs> but uh, here we go again with Antonio Brown. It's never going to stop with this guy. Never. Like, it just makes it makes no sense. All of a sudden, it's coming out. Like, is this on purpose? Is this why'd they wait so long? What is happening? I don't know. You would have thought this would have got out somewhere. Exactly. It's, it's an HOA, and they, they those people just love to cause trouble. I can't imagine <laughs> what it would be like to live in a homeowners homeowners association because. From everything that I've read on the internet, and of course I've read most of the uh, the bad stories, but those bad everything stories on the are internet just is insane. true. Oh my goodness! <laughs> um, but I wanted to play him this last week. I'm talking about yeah. Cameron Bright. I wanted to play him mm. this last week, but every time I've done it this year, like oh, you know, OJ Howard went down and Gronk wasn't doing good. I was like, oh, that opens up the door for Cameron Bright. And I play mm-hmm. him, he doesn't do anything. Then he scores a touchdown this next week. Uh, two weeks ago, I played Cameron Bright. I was like, oh, this is a perfect <laughs> perfect situation for Cameron Bright. He does nothing. Goose egg. And last <laughs> week, he catches three for 31 and a touchdown. I'm like, yeah. it wouldn't have affected the, ga- the league that I played him in or would have played him in. But if I would have put him in, I could have said, I played Cameron Bright the one week he actually finally does good. But <laughs> no, I was not quite on top of it, but it was a good week all around for the Bucks. Uh, Evans and Godwin yes. had decent weeks. Uh, AB had the week. Gronk had a decent week. Cameron Bright had, I mean, it was a pretty good week all around for the Buccaneers, you know, yep, just everybody. But now they face the LA Rams defense and it could be mm-hmm. a whole different story. Well, I'll just start by saying I knew this was going to happen, that Tom Brady doesn't lose. He doesn't get spanked 
like he did against the Saints right. and then not come back with a good game. That's why I thought that Tom Brady was going to end up beating the Packers that week that they ended up beating right. the Packers. It wasn't all Tom Brady, I'll say that. But they, I knew that it was going to be a a more close of a game than people might have thought because they just lost to the Bears. What? How good are they? And then all of a sudden, you're going against the Packers. Oh, my goodness. It's not going to be a good thing for the Buccaneers. I just knew that wasn't going to happen, and the Buccaneers were going to have a chance to win that game against the Packers. It's the same thing right here. He got spanked against Drew Brees and the Saints, and he says, all right, that's not happening again. And he came out, and he looked really good. Yep. That is exactly what's happened. Anytime Brady has gotten crushed, he has come back the next week. He's like, nope, nope, not happening again. Yep. And if you bet on that, you had a good week out of Tom Brady. So uh, this week mm-hmm. could be a different story again. But it, that stupid Rams offense, I just <laughs> cannot pinpoint anything <laughs> on this stupid Rams offense. I it, the running game is yep. insane. You can't uh, predict no. who the running back is going to be. I had Malcolm Brown in the flag league. He was the highest point scorer on the Rams this last week. Josh yep. Reynolds was the second highest point scorer, and the quarterback Jared Goff was the third highest point scorer. <laughs> well, this yeah, last that's week. Uh, that's a little weird there. A little weird there. And then you said Tyler Higby, of course. Mm-hmm. You got that guy sitting around. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> What do you do with this team? I mean, Cooper Cup's been fine. Josh Reynolds was weird this week. Robert Woods, you don't know what the going on there. I, I just this entire team, I just never wanted to touch. Doesn't matter how good of, of a fantasy player somebody might be. I just never wanted to touch it. I do. Yeah. I actually do have Cooper Cup in one of the leagues, and that's been fine. He's been the one guy I knew was going to get me points every week. And I didn't have to worry about it, but everywhere else, I just, I never knew from the start if, if it was going to be Brown acres or Henderson. Right. And so now that's kind of shifted a little bit. We kind of know what's happening there, but boy, can I just say cam acres? Like I, I expected <laughs> a lot more out of that. Well, Seriously. He, you know, he was banged up, you know, for a little bit there. And every time he has been in a game, they have given him nine, 10, carries so they're giving him the opportunity he just hasn't done much with it and what i really didn't expect was he to only have two catches on the year so far and only two targets i that i thought they might have gotten him involved in a different way but that offense just doesn't seem to care about throwing to the running back which when you think about the Rams, that never was the case. You know, back in the Marshall Falk days, he was like the leading receiver on the team. And right now the running backs barely have any targets to them up to this point. Yeah, really strange. It's just with Cam Akers, it just seems strange because this last week he had 10 attempts for 38 yards. Mm -hmm. He's better than that. At least I thought he was. Well, how bad? That's really bad, man. That's that's. That's not good. You have to be better than that in the NFL. And then all the other weeks, he had nine for 35, nine for 61. That's that's actually halfway decent. And then everything else just is really bad. 14 for 39 in week one. Ah, that's. Ugh. I think those are the only four just, games he had actual stats in, too. 
Uh, you, had five, uh, well, you had a three for 13 as well. So Yeah, I wasn't going to count that because it didn't seem like I think like that's it was when enough. he got hurt. Yeah, it was against the yeah. Eagles, and we hurt him. Sorry about that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but Malcolm Brown had the least amount of touches in this last game, but he had two touchdowns. Yep. What do you do with it's, that? You just hope if you got him and you have to play him that he gets a touchdown. I mean, that's so. all you can do. Nothing else. Yeah. Um, and then you know, we were talking about Tyler Higby, and they still got Jared Everett. It, it, they don't seem to be getting enough targets to warrant putting him you know, in no. a regular lineup. If you're in a 16-team league, these guys are going to get started here and there. But yes. I, I don't. Jared Goff is terrible. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> let me. Where is he in overall uh, quarterback rankings? Because um, I can look can that up good. real quick. Jared it, it, Goff. Usually, I I could probably tell He's you 20th. somewhere about twentieth. Wow. Yeah, that's not good. He is just ahead Jeez. of Cam Newton, Daniel Jones, and Gardner Minshew. And just you know behind who's, Kirk Cousins, he actually you know has who's, a tenth of a point less than Kirk Cousins. You know who is below Jared Goff? Mm, who? Philip Rivers. Just saying, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> oh boy, Philip, Philip, Philip. He's played every week too. Every single week. It's not like he had a game where they didn't play. Every single week, Philip Rivers has played, and it's weird. He'll give you a really good week, a 35-point game, a 31-point game. I don't know how we got on Philip Rivers all of a sudden. You like but to bring I, him up. I, I have to bring it up. Everybody's saying, oh, he's not, he's not bad. Either. Look at the team is doing really good. He's not good when it comes to fantasy, though, and that's what this show is about. Right. So when it comes to fantasy football, Philip Rivers, go away. And when it comes to regular football, Philip Rivers, lose the playoff game. Yes. That's it. I'm sorry. I, I'll that's be it. done. I'll, right. I'll continue on with Philip Rivers next week. Well, I think that's how we're going to end it. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Philip, but we have come to the end. We got through all the games. The Monday night game could be an interesting one, you know, just in terms of regular old football. But uh, the, the, the playoffs are here. We're fighting for our lives. Um, it seems like it's been a really good or really bad league. I, I have no mm. in-betweens this year. I'm either in it or I am not. So mm-hmm. uh, good luck, everybody, with your little playoff push. There's basically three weeks left. We'll uh, hopefully find some diamonds in the rough in the next couple of weeks for you to make the playoffs or um, win in the playoffs. So we're rooting for you. Uh, but until then, uh, we will see you next week. And uh, don't forget to stay fuel. We'll duh. <laughs>